Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Knicks podcast, where we talk New York Knicks basketball and other news around the NBA and other news and sports. I am Jason Talbot, and with me, of course, none other, repping the Carl's Winslow t-shirt today, Marcus Chinqui. How the hell are you, buddy? I'm doing okay. You know, I still got no stove, if anyone's been wondering. It's been a month. Seriously? I still have no stove. Oh, my God. Even I can't believe it. It's a whole thing, but we might get legal involved, but... I think we might have to, man. I mean, I got no stove. I was breathing in gas for four months. It's... <laughs> surprised I'm even here, but... Uh, I came back for the podcast. You've just been eating out. You've been eating out the whole time. Yeah, that's what I got. I got uh, spicy nuggets going on right now. I had a salad this afternoon, but I'm still hungry, so... I don't know, man. You should be getting some kind of reimbursement here. Um, I'm trying. You have to do it. This is literally all I've been doing every day yeah. is trying to get this thing going. But I mean, how many nights a week would you be cooking if you weren't, you know, if your stove was working? Good, Probably three, two, three nights. Three, four, maybe on a good yeah. week. Even a slow week, like two, but that's still, yeah, you know. Yeah, if I cook something big, I'll have some leftovers, but Dude, that's, I tell you, man, it's, <laughs> it's, it's been. That's unacceptable. Is what that's that what, is. They offered me $500. That's it. For what? Reimbursement for living in a gas-filled apartment <laughs> for four months <laughs> and for having no stove for a month. They think $500 is fair. I mean, <laughs> They're like, we think that's fair. I'm like, in what world? Did you, did you take the $500? No. <laughs> I was like, I'll take $500 off my rent for the next four months to pay me back. And I got... Like a baby brain damage. I don't know, man. I was having headaches <laughs> for weeks, and I didn't know what it was causing it. And then I find out I've been breathing in natural gas for four months. That's not okay, man. I'm sorry I'm even laughing. That's no, really it's crazy, weird. you know? See, living in New York, man, that's why I got out. Yeah, I, gotta... I, I, I love New York. I, I, believe it or not, I, I still love the New York Knicks. Uh, we're here still doing the podcast. We're not going to talk too much Knicks today. I don't, I don't think, you know, it's season's over. Same old, same old. But we do... We do have a lot to talk about today, today, Marcus. Lots been uh, happening. Since we've been gone, let, let's just first get this out of the way, too. We, we've talked, I think, even last episode. Uh, I am a Jets fan, a New York Jets fan. I Overall, I'm pretty happy with the draft. I mean, at number three, couldn't really screw anything should up. should be happy. <laughs> uh, Quinnen, my man, love the guy. Guy was... Uh, Going viral on memes, uh, blessing himself, <laughs> saying thank you. <laughs> I was like, what's wrong you with gotta him? Was he it. breathing in gas? What's wrong with this guy? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you might have to help him uh, look for an apartment when he uh, when he moves to New York. But, yeah, I mean, a couple late-round picks. Some people were saying this and that. But, I mean, it's all about, you know, who are you going to take in that first round? Don't screw it up. But one Which brings me one team <laughs> found a way to screw it up. The New York football giants. Uh, dude, how, how do you feel? Let me, let's just start there. I mean, every time we talk about the Giants, it seems to get, it gets worse, worse and worse. worse. I mean, I don't kind of feels like being a Nick. Yeah, fan. Yeah, seriously. I, I like, I should, maybe I should just give up sports. I don't know, man. I, and the thing is, I saw that morning that a couple of people were like, oh, the Giants are really high on this kid from Duke. And everyone's was like, wait, what? Why? Like, he's just an average quarterback on not a good team and that's who you're gonna pick at number six in the draft Dwayne Haskins and that, and that's is gotta sitting be, there 
And, and that's got to be your thing is that if if you guys would have taken, let's say, I'm, I thought you guys were going to take Josh Allen. No question. I'm like, oh, my God, he fell all the way to six. Because as a Jets fan, all the research I did, that was the other guy the Jets were potentially going to take. I was pretty convinced that he was gonna, they were going to take uh, Quinn Williams, who they did, ultimately did. But if the Giants took, you know, they pass up on Haskins and take him at 17 and then Josh Allen at six. I mean, they must have thought that he wasn't going to be there at 17 or didn't want to risk it. But I don't know, man. Like, yeah, that was they're, crazy. They're, they're like uh, other teams. They got word other teams were interested in him. And, like, if they had waited, like, Denver might have taken him or something. I was like, what is wrong with you, man? And then to say, oh, he could be, you know, he could be like Aaron Rodgers in three years. Like, you never know. I'm like, so you drafted at number six the guy you want to have sitting on the bench for three years to then come along. Does that mean Eli's going to be around for the next three years? Because people are ready for him to be gone. Eli's ready to be gone. He doesn't want to play anymore. I just, you know. I mean, sometimes I'm a little hard on the Giants. I mean, I've been, you know, from being a Jet fan, having to deal with Giant fans, we, we, it's tough because, I mean, the Giants are winning Super Bowls. They've had a good team. I mean, the Eli era has been really good overall, but starting two years ago, uh, the year before the Giants drafted Saquon Barkley, um, Giants fans before that season were were talking, oh, yo, this could be another Super Bowl run. And uh, you guys end up with the second pick. And coming into this year, same thing. I, I just, the problems that the Giants have, they're, I think they're going to be the worst team in, in football next year. Wouldn't surprise me. I just – what their offense is terrible. I mean, I think Saquon Barkley is the best running back I've said it before in football already going into his second year. He was arguably the best running back this last year. And the path that the Giants are taking and wasting each year this guy's talent, I, I, I don't know, man. It's, uh, it was a horrific pick. <laughs> And then the picks after, even the 17th pick to pick a defensive tackle. Like, you wait, you you missed on all these defensive tackles, and then you take this guy out of Clemson who is a big, big boy. But they even say he doesn't get to the quarterback. He, he's not that type of player. He just kind of holds down the line, and I, I don't get it. Uh, people like the corner that they moved up late in the first round, but that's kind of a pick. It's a second-round pick move. I don't know why you move it. I just – I don't know what the Giants are doing, man. Like, when it's a big defensive draft, you get them early. You don't take a quarterback six, and not even the right quarterback. Seriously, like if they took the wrong guy, taking the right guy, and now you got to deal with Dwayne Haskins in your division. Oh, the Giants get lit up by him, I'm sure. And it's, uh, you know, it's it's been a rough sports year. It's it's, it's been rough. Uh, So if you're a Knicks, I need need the Knicks. I need the Knicks to give me something. In May, just like a number one pick. Number one pick would be great. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm already excited about fantasy football. The draft is over. It was it was you know the draft's the draft. I always get pumped and I want to watch it. Then I start watching. And I'm like, this is kind of boring as hell. Like I kind of just woke up the next morning and kind of saw who we picked. But yeah, they got in the train stations here. They got all the Jets picks. They had them on all the boards. So every time they made one, updated the board. Nice little touch. Yeah, I the the best part of all of it though is that I haven't talked to one Giants fan or seen one report of anyone happy about this, <laughs> other than 
Rex Ryan. I heard Rex was on ESPN only because talking <laughs> and like he he's the last guy. That's yeah, all, I don't know that he liked the pick, want. but he predicted the pick, so that's why he was like boasted about it. But it's like he didn't have yeah. anything good to say about the kid. He was just like, yeah, I heard that they were going to pick him, so that was my pick that they would pick this kid then. With his Mark Sanchez tattoo, <laughs> <It's> just <laughs> come on, man. Like defensive minded, Rex Ryan is not exactly the. Uh, the quarterback. Yeah, that's whisperer. why he doesn't care. He's like, yeah, I want to. Yeah, I, you just don't take him at six. Um, all right, so enough of that. I feel like, you know today with uh, the, the way with the internet and everything, it feels like the draft was like weeks ago. It feels like such old news uh, that that even happened. Uh, but let's okay. Here we go. Second round of the playoffs. First round. I thought overall was pretty good. I mean, pretty quick series, but I got to see a lot of these teams kind of kind of get a better feel. Um, and we're we're already underway into the the second round. Um, I think actually right now Toronto and the the Sixers are Philly is up eleven to nine. It. Okay, so quarter. it's it's early. Um, we'll maybe check back in at the end of this podcast. But like if when you're listening to this, uh, for all the listeners out there. Uh, you know, you'll be listening to this the next day. All the results will be in. So let's this weekend. I mean, let's just start with the second round. Let, let's just go matchup for matchup. Uh, the first one we got to talk about. It, it's already one zero. I actually could be talking about two different series because <laughs> both were pretty big. Sunday was a big was a big well, day. It started like, on I, Saturday. If, if if it started on Saturday, right? But the the Sunday games were. Uh, we're pretty, pretty big. A uh, lot of stories coming out of it. Uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to start with the Golden State uh, Warriors Rockets game last night. Golden State wins by four. It was a very interesting game. A uh, lot of people put a lot of blame on the refs, saying basically Houston got hosed and the refs wanted Golden State to win, not enough foul calls. Apparently the the refs apologized to Day and Tony at halftime that they missed four calls. Then at the end of the game, some missed calls. Um, I mean, what what do you think? I mean, going into the series, Golden State Clippers got a little little interesting. People, I, the doubt, all the people picking Houston now to win this series really started coming out. So, I mean, how did you feel coming out of the series? going into it before the yesterday's game happened and how do you feel that's now? the thing with uh with these warriors which i think is interesting is that nobody's really scared of them anymore you know and it's i think that like when it was 2015 2016 people were like nobody's gonna beat this team like this is not fair how they play but everybody plays like them now the people have adapted to how they play and play variations of a similar style so everyone feels like they got a shot against them. Um, you know, and coming into this series, Clay's banged up, Steph's banged up. It's got to just be KD's time to shine. And I don't know, I don't know, man. Like do I still think they're going to win? Yes. It's not going to be a cakewalk. It wasn't a cakewalk last year. I think it could go 7. I think if it does go 7, they might be in trouble if these guys stay banged up. But also, Harden like Harden didn't play well last night. He hasn't been playing like 
He still, he still played and, well. And even like, not play well, he still dropped 35 points. Yeah, he's not showing out like he did in the regular season throughout the playoffs. It's maybe like a slight drop-off. He's still, you know, playing at a high level. But yeah. I will say... I mean, P.J. Tucker P.J. Tucker played 39 minutes and had zero points. Yeah, but he's more out there for, you know, hustle plays and defense and but, stuff like that. But a bigger point, you know, with, with both of these teams, I feel like Golden State's bench is the weakest it's it's been yeah. this year. I think that's a big reason why teams are not as scared. And there are guys who just because, can't play. Yeah. And and you know, Curry's another year older. All these guys are another year older. They're just, you know, that that pep in the step. I mean, got to say Iggy looked like the Iggy of old. Like, and that's that's a big I mean, lobs. he played great. <laughs> he's, he's hitting jumpers. Um, I was like, "Where's this guy been?" But I got to say, coming out of the Clipper, a lot of people started to get scared after the Clippers uh Golden State game. And I personally just think the West is just so much better than the East one through eight. And the Clippers had a great year and they're a good basketball team. And the fact that it went six games did not surprise me at all. I didn't think it was a big deal. It didn't make me think less of the Warriors. I think last night, even with the calls, the Rockets could have still won that game. And I don't blame the Rockets. I blame the Rockets. I blame the Rockets because you got to keep your head straight, man. Act like you've been here before. You're playing in Golden State game one. Of course you're not going to get all the calls. You're not, you're not home. You're away against the, the, the reigning champs. Like, that's going to happen, man. Get it together. What does Clyde always say when watch the games with the foul calls? Man, why, I, I don't understand why these guys are complaining. You know, it's it going to even itself up. out. It happens. Like, that's the game. Like, and then you, you kind of saw, too, with the... This new rule of the guys after they shoot, you have to give them space to land. You know, the Rockets were not getting the calls in the beginning. And they should have gotten some of those Those, calls. those on Clay, those first two definitely were fouls. Like, he jumped No into. question. They even admitted it. But then in the second half, they start shooting and throwing their body into the players and That's kicking they, their they legs kick out. They kick their legs out. They jump forward like three feet. Like, it's- I get that you're trying now to sell it because you weren't getting it before, but just play your game because now the refs see that, that now you're trying to get the call and they're not going to give it to you. So I just, and then the technicals, you lose by four points. You have those three technicals. I just, everybody, Houston, quit your whining, get out there, play hungry. You're not going to get all the calls. You'll get them when you're at home. Don't worry. And Harden, you got some calls that were not even fouls because you're James Harden. James Harden complaining about this. The reason they're calling these games where they are is because of James Harden. So it's like you can't yeah. complain about it when you're the reason why these calls happen. So, you know, like, the, chill out, man. There's always been a culture of complaining about calls in the NBA, even before this era of basketball and the Jordan days and Reggie and all those guys. But it is getting out of hand. Like, Chris Paul, and I, and I blame a lot of LeBron on this because he is, like, the ultimate complainer. The guy complains about every call. He flops. And I feel like he set the tone in today's league. And, you know, you get a little bit more of those ticky-tack calls. But, Rockets, if you want to beat the Warriors, and I think you can, man up. Like, enough already. Get out there and go win game two. Quit your complaining. Um and Golden State, keep doing what you're doing. Curry, Durant, just smile, play your game. Durant, like, dude is unstoppable. He is playing at a um, level that's, like, it's unreal. Like, he could have tried in that Clippers series. There were a couple of games he could have dropped 50 if he wanted to. Yeah. 
he's just in that kind of zone. And when he's playing like that, it's, I mean, you can't stop him, but every, every guy, you have three guys on that team that can get you a game by themselves. And it's kind of crazy too, to watch Steph just like throw the ball into Durant and just be like, all right, you got it. Like, it's like what? Like, but that's kind of the thing that, that Curry, might worry you. He took twelve. It shots. might worry me a little bit if I'm a Warrior fan because they have Durant playing save me kind of ball. Like if things aren't going, they yeah. just think, okay, let's see if KD can get us a win, and that's what he's been doing in these playoffs. So if they have to rely on that, I don't know what they're going to do when things. I, I don't know that he could do but, that every single game. Yeah. But you even saw last night's game, uh, they were up three, and then Curry comes down and just drills a three to pretty much seal the game. And, and, that's, and that's what makes the Warriors so dangerous. They'll go to Durant all game, all game, and then Curry's like, okay, I'll hit a big three to win the game, and then, yeah, call it a day. Um, and let's not forget, Durant's been doing this since he's been a Warrior. I mean, he finals MVP twice. Uh, this guy's no joke. and uh, He's at the height of his powers. You know, to see him, maybe we'll see him to in, see him in a next year. Another reason why I truly believe that he's not coming to New York <laughs> because he's on the best team now. So for him to leave and then go to the worst team just seems odd. Uh, but also, I don't know that this. I was listening odd. to. I was listening to some people talking. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. But I don't know that Bob this Shack version of the Warriors will be as like. There's going to be a steep drop off. In the next year or two, with these guys, because they're all getting older, they're all getting hurt a lot sure. more. It's you know maybe maybe he wants to be around some younger guys, take the heat off. Who knows? Right. And and if this first game didn't show, you know, it it shows how uh, important Iguodala is and like how every single guy. Is, is. I don't know how he's um, still like. He's been in the league a long time. I hated him when he was on yeah, the Sixers. Man. Hated him. I was yeah. like, who's this guy thinking he's the new AI? And. Then once he came to the Warriors, I was like, eh, I, I can be all right with it. He should have won that finals MVP. That first uh, one, that right? One year. In 2015. Yeah. yeah. Like, he shut down everybody. So, and I would have I given it to him. So you still, you still feel, if you had to pick uh, between these two, you would, you would take Golden State? I still State think Golden State to win the series. is going to pull it out. Yeah. I, I think they're just too damn good, man. And I, I thought that before. The Clippers thing didn't worry me. Um, it, it's just when Kevin Durant too, and it's playoff basketball, when he's playing like that, it's like, you uh, can't what do, do you anything. do? It's it, crazy. Yeah. And, and what's crazy is like, and then the supporting cast around him, like for him to be doing that and then, okay, let's like double him or triple him. Oh, I'm going to throw it out to clay or Steph for a wide open three. Like it's, it's kind of not fair. It's like video game, just not, uh, not fair. And I think you can. Like, the Rockets are probably that team that can beat them, but... Because you know they're going to have one game where every one of those shots is going to fall. You just know Houston's going to have one or two games where they just... They're not going to go over 23 on threes. If the Rockets don't complain all game and get teed up and just constantly complain and then start flopping this and that, they win that game. You had a chance, Rockets, and uh, quit blaming the refs. Blame yourself. Look in the mirror. (laughs) jerks uh so all Look right what you did you little the- jerk <laughs> so uh the the other big game that uh i wish we would have done the cast before that game because i knew it 
I still like the Bucks to win the series. I think they're gonna. They're, they should win big the next game. You make adjustments. That's what playoff basketball is all about. How are you gonna react uh, from game to game? Make adjustments. But I knew the inexperience of the Bucks coming off playing the garbage uh, Pistons. Oh, they're so bad, dude. Garbage um, as Marvel. Yeah, I just have those flashbacks of the Pistons Knicks game I went to, and I'm like, this is <laughs> just this is bad. Um, and that the Celtics were going to come in, and they were going to steal game one. I, I'll say I didn't think it was going to be this big. But when you let Al Horford go for 20 and 11, uh, and just, I mean, Kyrie was doing what he, he wanted. Had, what, I mean, it was just, five blocks. They played a great game. It was, it was pretty amazing to see. Like, I, and you're just like watching it. Giannis could not do anything. Like, they had him Nothing. locked up the entire game. And you can see, like, if he's not shooting well or he's not doing what he's supposed to do, there was nobody else that could step in and do something. And it was, that's just like good defense. That's all Boston played was just, solid defense all around like he Giannis would look turn over his shoulder and you see four black jerseys there and he's he's stuck he doesn't know what to do and he can't shoot so that's all they they know how to play him and until he develops a shot I don't know if you can put him in that MVP conversation year after year but yeah yeah I I couldn't agree more and I I gotta tell you Bucks head coach man Mikey, you got to get your team. You were unprepared. You were just like, it, it's as though, okay, Giannis is going to do his thing. And like, what's plan B if they, if they stop Giannis and they put like three it's guys going to be Brooke Lopez. Giannis is like, <laughs> I, it, like, it's like no one knew what to do. They weren't ready. And so I think, I think the bucks will come back out, get, get, you know, game two, but uh, are you ready to declare the Boston Celtics? The winners of this no. series. Not going to go that far. Not ready. <laughs> the truth is, Paul Pierce is already. He's, he's he ready. says crazy things. I say he's just like it's over, yeah. man. It's over. Like eh. I'm kind of sick of that too, guys. Oh, I played for this team or this and that. That they always pick their team. Like, you know, you're an analyst, man. Like, don't come on. I mean, it's one game. Knowing Paul Pierce, he's probably going to be right and watch the Celtics like sweep <laughs> the Bucks right now. But um, it's one game. They'll make adjustments. That's the playoffs as you try to figure it out. I think uh, Coach Bud's a good enough coach that he'll figure something out and at least make it. It'll be, it'll be a good series. I hope it's a good series. The only thing that does worry me, though, is that I don't think the Celtics are going to change their game plan of, like, just stopping Giannis and collapsing on him and letting the rest of the team beat you. But are there enough guys on Milwaukee to step up? And, you know, Giannis is going to get get his. He's going to get some of his. But like you said, he can't shoot, but he's big enough. He's going to get some points at the basket. But, like, Boston's smart enough defensively and plays enough good team defense to slow him down. So do you think that Bledsoe, Middleton, and these guys can, like, is do they have enough? I don't, yeah, I don't know who else they have. I'm a little worried. Because I'm, if you look just down the line, player for player, Boston is just a more talented team. Just like every guy on there, I think you go down the line, they're just, at any given time, they're going to have the more talented players on the floor than the Bucks. I mean, granted, Giannis yeah. is worthy of counting as like two or three guys, but 
Boston just has a bunch. They're they're deep still, and I don't know if like they don't have to change it if they don't want to. If no, if it's gonna work, if they can just shut down Giannis and no one else can can uh, step up, then it's like all right, well we'll just keep doing it until they figure it out. Yeah, and and the fact that the Bucks only scored ninety points, uh, they shot, they only hit thirteen of thirty nine threes, uh, shot sixty two percent from the free throw line, and they went twenty four times. I, I just think I think the Bucks played a bad game. They got hit right in the mouth. They weren't ready, uh, and the Celtics played a near perfect game of basketball. I mean, Kyrie, uh, man. I'd also I'd also like to say that it's kind of funny to me. You know, Kyrie gets a lot of he gets a lot of shit. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna curse a little bit. <laughs> he uh, he does though being on the Celtics since he's been there, and Jason Tatum at four points. The, the the hero of last year, like this guy, oh my god, this and that. No one's really talking about that. I just I want I want to give some props to Kyrie. I'm I've even been you know as a Nick fan like a little. You don't want him. <laughs> of course, I, I, as I said, if we get Kyrie, like thumbs up, man. Like okay, we suck. <laughs> the Knicks are terrible. I'll take anybody who can play basketball. Uh, but yeah, Jason Tatum. I mean, very uh. Very quiet. Just, it's just an interesting observation. Uh, take it uh, for what you will. But it's about it. I got on the Celtics. I mean, I think we both like the other series: Golden State, Milwaukee. We feel good still about the favorites. Um, you know, it's funny too how we were talking about how we were a little worried Indiana might knock the Celtics there. out. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh it's amazing how the playoffs the man things just happen so quickly game to game uh people kind of uh switching their stances on things but and you know what it is too right. is boston they're playing a shorter rotation that's what happens in the playoffs and a big issue throughout the season was guys wanting minutes and now yeah you don't have to worry about it anymore because that's just you have the rotation set it's a shorter rotation people are going to get more minutes and they'll stop complaining so yeah, and I and I think too. I mean, they played a whole year with, you know, Kyrie being back and Gordon playing back, so they got to kind of figure that out. But I also think playoff basketball, man, is a whole different ball game. It's just it's it's. I mean, you could play up to seven games in a row against the same team, and it's just uh, the way the fouls are called and just the toughness. It, it, it's it's different. It's a different game than the regular season, and uh, you know. Some teams are built better than others. And, you know, one thing I kind of this is kind of a nice little segue of where I thought the Oklahoma City Thunder was a team that was built for the playoffs because you got a guy like Russ, Stephen Adams and Paul George. And we were saying here last time, uh, you don't want to play them. But Dame Dollar, I got to say, I think I've 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 seen the light, man. And uh Oklahoma City is just not that good. I, I, I They got bounced the last three years in the first round. Paul George this year. They got spanked by Portland. It, w- it wasn't even close. You know, Russ played bad, and I think there's a lot of blame on him. But uh, And I think the Blazers, I mean, Damian Lillard is, you know, he's, he's a very good deal. player and very happy for him. Uh, crazy last-second shot. See, and he's done uh, that before, too. It's not like the first time he's ever done Yeah. That. 
Dude, I love Damian Lillard. I, you know how long I've been talking about. I'm like, somehow the Knicks got to get this guy. I'm like, no one, no one really talks about him because he's out in Portland. Is there like just some way we can somehow like trade for him or steal this guy? But um, I've always been a huge fan, and you know now you got Blazers Nuggets, uh, two teams we did not pick. Uh, the Spurs had them, had the Nuggets on the other side. And now you got these two teams playing to go to the Western Conference Finals. And who you got? I think I got Portland. I really, I really like. Like I said, like I, I, I'm, <laughs> we're so mean to the Nuggets. A, <laughs> Everyone's so mean to the Nuggets. <laughs> it's so not even fair. I mean, this is the first time they've won a playoff series since since Melo. And I don't know, man. I just like I like Dame to just. He's coming into his own now, just making a, a name for himself, bigger name than he already had, and I think I don't know. I think they do it. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sold on Denver. That yeah. never happened. I mean, I I think the way the Nuggets Spurs series ended, and uh, Spurs were down four. I don't understand DeMar what happened DeRozan, <laughs> on that play. Demar Derozan does a spin move and gets stuffed when he's trying to just make a quick little layup to make it in two. Like you think it's like a gimme layup and he gets stuffed. And to me, it was just so poetic. I'm watching that thinking, like, DeMar DeRozan's not Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> that, that's play, it's plain and simple. Like, the Spurs, they're a good team. They're a good team. And that's it. And they kind of blew that series. They, it, was, it was for them to win. I mean, they blew that big lead against the Nuggets. Um, they had a chance to really uh, to win the series. And when you really you watch the games, you look at, you look at the Spurs team – they got good players. DeMar DeRozan is a good player. LaMarcus Aldridge is a very good player. Um, they got some good young pieces. But this is the playoffs now. And a guy like Dame Lillard, Kawhi Leonard, those guys are going to the next round. And the Nuggets are still young. And like you, I agree. I'm not – I still can't be sold on the Nuggets. And Lillard's the best player on the floor. I'm going to say he's better than the Joker. In a, and Joker's nice, dude. That dude can play. I still don't. I, like, I, I, I like him. I mean, I but guess. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm taking Dame. I'm taking Dame. Throw, uh, throw the Joker up against Ennis Cantor. He's going to be grabbing Ooh. offensive rebounds all over him. I don't know, man. I'm ha- Are you happy for I, him? I like that, dude. I, I'm yeah. pretty happy. He followed me back on Instagram. I'm just, you know, I'm a fan. <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. Ooh. I've always, I've always liked him. Maybe, uh, maybe we'll have him. I bet he would come on. Probably would. Think he'd come on I the cast? Love- yeah. Let's talk Trailblazers, our, uh, our new cast. Uh, so, wow, Bla- dude, Blazers going to the Western Conference Finals. It's kind of crazy that the Blazers or the Nuggets are going They've to the Western Conference Finals. They've been a three seed, like in the top five seeds a yeah. lot of years. You know, they just always have a little bad luck. And maybe this is the year. I don't know. It just it sucks that whichever one of them goes to the Western Conference Finals is probably – Gonna meet the Warriors and get wrecked. Uh, yeah, they're gonna lose, or the <laughs> so. or maybe the Rockets. We don't know yet, but either way, they're gonna lose. Um, I think it's pretty safe to say. Uh, so, yeah, we love Dame Lillard. Everybody's on the Dame Lillard train. We're we're hopping on the bandwagon uh, for sure. And the last series uh, that we have here that might even be my favorite, even more so. Uh, than Golden State Rockets or Celtics Bucks, the Sixers Raptors. I'm I'm pretty into it. That that first game, 
wasn't the most exciting, but it was still like fun to watch. And I had last podcast said that I believe the Toronto Raptors are going to lose this series, and I stick and by it. I think the Raptors. Sixers. I think the Sixers are going to win tonight. They are currently up we'll by see. eleven. Second quarter. Okay, second quarter, still early. I just think the Sixers are player for player a better team. And the first game with Toronto winning just speaks to what I believe the Toronto Raptors are and why Kawhi Leonard is going to leave. He's the whole team. He dropped 45, and he carried that team. He's getting annoyed now because all the reporters keep asking about Kyle Lowry and uh, why he's such trash. <laughs> like They're not saying that, but, you know, like – and he's like, oh, you're asking me the same damn question. Um, we're all praying that he's going to do that laugh again uh, <laughs> so we can just hear it one more time. But, I mean, Marcus Soule's getting old and, like, give me a break, Lowry. This guy, uh, no, what's Siakam. his face? Yeah, Siakam. Uh, dude, is, I mean, you know, he, he, he's putting up numbers. Did you watch the game I, I just on think Saturday? the whole team is Kawhi. Ka- Kawhi is amazing. Like, he's that is a good. dude that can play basketball. Top five. And... The way he played was just like you can't, you can't stop this dude. And when he goes on defense, he can he can lock you down too. And it's it's watching him play that game was unreal. And him and Siakam was just, I mean, they had they had it going. And I think they went one stretch of the whole team. I think went a stretch of thirteen or fourteen shots in a row at the hit. And I'm, I was I was pretty impressed. Drake showed up midway. So he's like, oh, is the, is the curse broken? It's not over yet, but he has to watch himself. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I, – I think the, the team didn't play that well. Uh, Embiid was going to the rack and not getting foul calls. That's what happens in a series. That's why it's a, it's a playoff series. I, I, I don't think Toronto is going to win a game in, in Philly. So they have to win every single game. I think this feels I like – don't think that's going to Yeah, happen. I was thinking this feels like one of those series that just goes the home team wins every game. Yeah, um, and, I, and I really – I just think Philly, with the moves that they made, and now that they have Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, and Reddick, that starting five is just – it's too good to lose a seven-game series, especially to a team that I still believe is just Kawhi, and that's it. Uh, and I, I'm not – I don't think they're scared of anyone else on that team. And when you look at the numbers, no one – I mean, there were only two players in double digits, Siakam and Leonard. Nobody else hit double digits. That's it's not sustainable. You can't. You're not going to win a series like that. And when you're on your home floor, I mean, Lowry four for ten, nine points. Okay, eight assists. Kyle Lowry sucks. In thirty-eight minutes, like <laughs> if, this guy's supposed to be an all-star. Like I, I just, I don't know what happens to him in the playoffs. It's 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 really bizarre. I don't get it. Um, and just let me ask you something: Does Serge Ibaka suck? Like, no one – and when we say suck, we mean in terms of, like, NBA talent. Any player in the NBA does not suck. Mm. Unless well, – if, if you watch the Knicks. I mean, if there you're in the playoffs guys. and you're on this kind of a team. <laughs> but you know what I mean, though. Like, I, I don't want to be disrespectful to Serge Ibaka, but I think he might suck. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I, don't know if he, I don't know if he sucks. I mean, he's not starting anymore. So they, they, I think Toronto was aware good. that he's got his limitations, and you know you bring him in. That's you usually the first the sign when, when you get moved to the bench, 
coming off the bench, you you might suck. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you just start something a little you gotta bit look out down for. That bench. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I'm I I have I've it's always just the same story with the Raptors, and I know now you have Kawhi, but I, I just think it might be too late. And I'm saying this too; they're they're up one zero. And, I mean, they're getting thumped you know, they're right, now, right now. <laughs> we'll see what um, kind of adjustments they can make, but it's early. So, are you? So, you you like the? I Raptors still like the Raptors to to win this. I, don't know. I always have high hopes for them. I have no beef with the Sixers. That was that was my pick. At the start, that's of what I don't understand. You you started the season picking the Sixers, and then they went out got Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris, I, <laughs> and now you're switching <laughs> to the Raptors. It's kind of like yeah. I don't know. They got this. They got this scumbag. Hey, it's how you feel, man. About them, that just kind of, I don't know. Just recently, just rubbed me a little, rubbed me wrong a little bit. But so I, but I had no strong feelings towards either team. So, but I, I think, yeah, I think Toronto takes it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it's just. You know, all these series, I think the biggest locks, I think the biggest lock is Golden State of all. What I, as far as confidence level, I think we both like Golden State. This Boston-Milwaukee series is definitely the most, like, I'm the most unsure at this point. I mean, I liked, uh, I think I had picked Boston-Milwaukee uh, meeting each other in the finals uh, at the beginning of the year. But it, it, it's just, this is playoff basketball, man. I knew, I was hoping for one, two, three, four in the East to play each other because it really could be any of them. Any four of those teams are capable to make it to the Eastern, uh, to make it to the NBA championship. I, I really think all of them are good enough, and it's going to be a hell of a, of a playoff series. I've been having fun watching. I want to keep it going. Uh, the West, um, I'm really happy for Lillard. You know, I kind of wanted to see more of a, a Portland Spurs yeah. series. I mean, I, no one wants to watch the Nuggets, man. <laughs> Can they move the Nuggets to Seattle? Like, you know, we got to nominate a team. Uh, them and the Grizzlies. There's just certain teams. Just like, why are they? Why are they in the NBA? Um, and you know what? That that's a pretty good segue. I just I'm, I'm going to announce that I have a segue. Then doing it unnaturally. But when we talk about teams that like the Nuggets, or you're just like ugh, uh, yuck. Um, the Brooklyn Nets, when the New Jersey Nets moved to Brooklyn, that was like, I, I think both of us, you're from Brooklyn too. I am. And that was our first kind of reaction of like, ugh, like, there's going to be a team in Brooklyn? Like the Brooklyn Nets? Like, really? Like, we're diehard Knicks fans, you're from Brooklyn? And recently you showed me, uh, you sent me an article talking about this. And uh, just really interested what you think about this, especially now with the Knicks being the worst team in the league, officially. First year, worst team in the league. And now the Nets, although they got knocked out of the, the first round, people are excited. I mean, I'm, I'm not a Nets fan. This is the first year that I've actually been like, they're a fun team to watch. It was fun watching D'Angelo and those guys. Like, I, I, was, I call myself rooting for him a little bit. Not going to lie. I'm not, I'm not proud of it. <laughs> uh, but uh, could you see yourself becoming – a Brooklyn Nets fan. So here's here here's my feelings. Uh, I've always said from the beginning, from the since I heard that they were bringing a team to Brooklyn, 
you will never get a Nick fan to switch over to being a Nets fan. It's just not going to happen. And it's becoming, and I feel like a lot of people shared that sentiment with me, but I feel like yeah. it's becoming more of a reality that it might start happening. And you got a lot of younger kids coming up that, you know, they don't know that the Knicks were ever good. So they've only ever seen the Nets. And the Nets were pretty, I mean, they were had waves. They were good and they were really bad and then a little better than really bad again. So, but I got to say, I found myself, I was like, I was hoping for the best for them. You know, I, I, I won't say I was rooting for them, but I, won't, I don't hate on them. And... I will never say I will become a Nets fan. I will always be a Knicks fan. That's just how it's going to be. And I'll hate myself for the rest of my life for doing it. But I go down with the ship. And I just... It just worries me when it comes to like free agency. I, the Nets are a better destination. Just like the Clippers are a better destination than the Lakers. It's like... Right now, yeah. It's And people love winning. People... when you When you have certain players and an exciting team, when you get that formula together... Where all of a sudden you're you're just you find yourself rooting for a team that you never thought uh, that you would like. It's I I kind of I agree with you all the way of like I never thought this day would come and it's here, man. This this off season is huge because I think you've already lost some Nick fans to Ned fans. It's happened. We're we're living in it right now. And what the Nets do with D'Angelo Russell and who they're gonna bring back and what kind of moves they make and what and what pick the Knicks get. And what moves they're gonna make? I mean, right now, it's like it's like Jets and Giants right now with what directions the teams are going in, and it's it's a very it's scary. Yeah, it's 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 the Knicks are they're at rock bottom right now. Like even when there's hope, there's hope. Even when the Nets were like with Paul Pierce and Garnett, and people were like, oh, the Nets are gonna be good. They were in the playoffs. No one was rooting for them. You know, it was just no. like, I was like, it okay, was that's nice. But the Knicks were still the talk of the town. They always will be. But now, uh, I don't know, man. It's the, it, it was like the, the Nets, when they got like Pierce and Garnett on the team, it was kind of like, you know, those movies where all like the old guys who used to do all the heist movies and then they get back together and they do another heist movie, but now they're like 70. <laughs> It was like it was like that was like the Nets, like the old Celtics, and you were just like, "What's going on here? This doesn't this doesn't make any Jerry sense." Jerry Lewis like, had some uh, had some plugs <laughs> yeah, put I in, and he's ready to this. go. <laughs> like, you think you're getting that like nostalgia thing, but you're just like, "This is this is uncomfortable. I I, I don't like this." Uh, so, and as I was saying before, like, I think a lot of it depends on what moves each of these teams make in the off season, which is really starting to scare me because now we're hearing some rumors about if the Knicks don't get the number one pick that they're going to potentially try to trade their first round pick because they're going to get some star talent. No, no. it's like, it's a lot of hearsay, no. a lot of what ifs, but like, I just, it's so delusional that Knicks fans think or the media or whoever is coming up with this stuff that what team is even going to want our fourth round pick if we get it and who are they going to give up like i'm just so confused by all this like please someone explain to me <laughs> where these stories come from and what sense any of these stories it's probably one of those reporters from the new york post that just was sitting next to someone on the train 
And some chucklehead just says something. He's like, ah, I'm just going to go run with it. <laughs> Say, sources told me. And I people close to the situation. Yeah, like one, I read, I read one today about how a lot of teams still think that RJ Barrett's going to be the better player. So they're almost hoping to get the number two pick because you assume Zion number one. It's if you get the number one pick, you got to take Zion. I think everybody knows that you want to sell your ticket prices. Zion Zion's going to be number one. one. But a lot of and he teams should be. He's the best player in the draft. A lot of teams think in the long run, RJ's going to be the better player. So they're like, well, I, I'm, I'm fine fun. dropping a number two. So, I mean, I, I don't disagree but to a degree. But I'd be fine still with having the one through three pick. If we drop to four or five. Knowing. And we get nothing. It's just going to be another sad day as a Nick fan. Yeah. But... I mean, I don't think like all that talk about oh, they could, the Knicks can put together a monster package to get Anthony Davis. I'm like, yeah, you got to give away all your players to get him. It's and then you can't I mean, sign anybody else. So <laughs> I don't understand the logic behind doing that. Yeah, I I have trouble with all this logic, even of like if KD comes and all this stuff. So you, you get a bunch. Okay, let's say somehow you're able to get KD and Anthony Davis. Okay, great. And who is he going to play with? That's the thing. I could. Who, who else is going to be on the court playing with this guy? I saw Zoe, a twenty, a twenty-one year old. That's like, the thing. You can't you, get that, Anthony that, Davis because you'd have to give up all your young players to get him. So right. that's why there'll be no one else to play with him on the floor. Is because we literally will have no players. So, I'm. Yeah, and in the meantime, I'm going to give the Knicks the benefit of the doubt until they do. I don't think they're that wanna, stupid. We got to see May fourteenth. Couple weeks, we're almost there, man. We're gonna well, find it's out. Up fast. Potentially, we're gonna find out who is gonna be the next New York Nick. But now with all these rumors about they might trade the pick or this and that, I mean, they're not trading the pick. They're not. I don't think they're gonna be that right? stupid. They're, they're not, not gonna do it. They won't. They can't do it. I, th- I think, yeah, the Knicks. You just, just stick with it, man. Keep going young. And then, uh, then when they're about to be a free agent, uh, piss them off, and then we'll be forced to trade them for garbage. <laughs> yeah, just keep, keep it up, <laughs> keep it going. Uh, All right, man, that was a lot. Of, that was a lot of basketball talk. How how you feeling? Uh, I'm still riding pretty high on these. Uh, I went caught a couple movies this weekend. Saw the yeah. Avengers. Oh yeah. Did you go to the theater? You saw what? En- oh, uh, Endgame. What? What? Yeah. Endgame. I watched actually uh, Infinity War. I'd, I'd already seen this, the end of it, but I wanted to watch the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it's... It's okay. I'll say... Is that game good? Is it, is it worth the worth the? Oh, watch? yeah. I'm probably going to see it again. Really? Yeah. See it again? If, you, if oh. you have a legitimate IMAX screen near you in Detroit, I would say go see it on that. Okay. First, first movie shot completely in IMAX. So you got to... The theater near me is only showing Endgame. Well, it should be the first uh, week. It's I think it's still this week too. No other movies are playing in the theater. That's I mean every like it's already made one point two billion dollars worldwide. It's an and this it's a long it's a three hour movie, but it goes really yeah, it goes by pretty quickly. But there's a couple. It's a great if you've seen all the other ones. It's a great nod to fans who have watched every movie. I'll say that. It, it's it's a satisfying so you, finish. So you've seen and I haven't seen Endgame. You haven't seen Game of Thrones because you don't watch Game of Thrones. Still, 
You I will. Don't, I, don't. I know you'll come around <laughs> and eventually watch it. Will I? Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are talking about it. No spoilers, even though, like, if you have a computer, I'm sure it's been spoiled. I see things. I don't know what any of it means. Um, <laughs> the uh, the one thing I'm just going to say, this isn't a spoiler uh, by any means, but shooting in the dark, just enough. <laughs> I've been hearing this on other podcasts and radio shows, too. A lot of people complain. It's just, like, enough already. I can't see <laughs> half the damn thing. It's, it's just, like, I don't. I don't care that even but like fake it. Just shoot it. Figure it out, man. Just stop <laughs> shooting things at night where you can't see anything. Half the I missed half the episode. Um, I probably will have to go watch it again, and then I'll still miss half the episode. Just turn that brightness up, man. Freaking see. <laughs> um, but it's at night. It's the middle of the night. Like I, I, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't know. I didn't how to know fix this is it. such a big issue. Shooting things in the dark where you can't see. Unbelievable. Uh, but it was very good. It was very, very good. Uh, I was also... The other thing I wanted to bring up with you, because we've gone back and forth with this. Uh, we were talking about Oscar movies. I know we're way past it. I'm still, I'm still trying to get through them all. But I finally... To our, to our dude Spike, this is Let's Talk Knicks, so anything Spike Lee involved. Uh, I still haven't seen all of Spike's movies. Uh, Spike do Malcolm X? Yes. I need to see Malcolm you X. You do? I I've been telling you that for years. Though. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I saw Black Klansman. Okay. It was, it was a very good mm-hmm. movie. I also saw Green Book. I thought Green Book was phenomenal. I loved it. I, I hate how much <laughs> I loved it, is, is the way I'm, I'm, I'm putting it. Uh, I thought it was a, just an excellent, excellent movie. I think the fact that Green Book won Best Picture is fine. Uh, Black Klansman. I, I, I just thinking back to when, Spike like walked out or whatever. It was just kind of ugly, and I didn't, I, I didn't appreciate that. And now after seeing the movie, I still have the same opinion. I think Spike, you lost, man. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Like Black Lantern was good. Like you didn't get Best Picture. Get over it, man. Like you made a good movie. Like I nothing to be nothing to be upset about. It's I just it was good. I don't remember if I gave my feelings on Green Book. I don't think it. You weren't that crazy. It's about not okay. It. It's not a bad movie, not at all. It's an it's, it's an enjoyable movie. movie. It's a great. I watched movie. it around Christmas yeah. time when it came out. I was like, oh, this is a nice holiday movie. Yeah. It's nice, but it's a movie I've seen several times before, you know. And that's that was my only gripe. I was like, yeah, I know how this ends. I've seen this, and it well, it's also based. It's a true story. They're, they're all so you can true only stories. tell. So, a true story. Yeah, there's a lot of true stories. Anything yeah. that happened of the two guys who don't really know they come from anything that happened in the '60s, a black guy and a white guy, sure. you put them in a situation together, they work it out. It's a, I, I get it. Yeah, it was, <laughs> I will say though that this story was kind of a, a fresh take on it because it was a lot of it was well done in that it was a lot of give and take. Each one learning a little bit more about them and then also learning about themselves. But I just thought the acting was great. I thought the pacing was great. It was just it was just a well put together movie. And you know, and I will say, being from New York and they're doing the whole Yankee things and you got the Italian guys and it was it was just it was good. Maybe was I'll watch nice, it again like, I, and see how I feel about yeah, it. Because I, I haven't seen it. I hear what you're but... saying though. I th- I think our the where we're in agreement, though, is that overall the movies of last Not year, great. 
uh, that got nominated. It just wasn't a great year. So with all these movies, um, I'm not out here saying Green Book is the best movie ever made, uh, not by a long shot. But I also think Black Klansman was not. Like, they got to just step it up next like, year. I'm hopeful The Irishman. That's what I'm looking forward to. Scorsese always comes through for me. I need a, I need some sort of Scorsese in my life, man. Uh, I was at the Tribeca ooh. Film Festival yesterday. He was there. I didn't see it. He had a, a panel with him and Robert De Niro, and they were talking about all their movies together. I wish I'd seen it. I just heard someone talking about it. I did watch a screening of The Simpsons, 30th anniversary. It's, it's a cool little that. thing. You're a Simpsons yeah, guy. Yeah, I love The Simpsons. I never, I never became like a big Simpsons guy, but I, I was... God damn it, I respect the Simpsons. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, all right, man. So, so I think that wraps up episode... 14. Man, what are we on? What's the track here? 14? I think so. Yeah. And, uh, nope. Episode 13. Whoops. Oops. We'll edit that out. <laughs> episode 13 is a wrap. Uh, the Sixers are up 17 right now. So if you're listening to this tomorrow, I'm sure the Sixers have gotten a W. Tied it up 1-1. And, uh, yeah, the Portland results will be in. And, yeah, maybe man. I'll, maybe I'll have a stove. Who knows? Next episode. This, is, <laughs> this has been an exciting uh, NBA playoff so far. I think this round's going to be great. I'm excited for more. And, um, yeah, Marcus? Always. Always. Pleasure. Um, let's get you a new stove and uh, maybe into a new apartment where the gas is not flowing. <laughs> we want to want to keep you around. Try to keep this keep this podcast going for as long as we can. So uh, I don't know. Maybe take that five hundred and buy a stove. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. I gotta. If you know a lawyer, tell him to get at me. Yeah, I'll make some calls. I'll make some calls. Uh, Hope you had a good Passover. And, uh, <laughs> I did. Watch the Rugrats uh, Passover special. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll talk next time. Well, let's talk next time.